Welcome in, guys. Farzine Vasugin here for another episode of the Chiefs Zone podcast. Recapping a Chiefs loss against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, the Chiefs dropping a big one as the Raiders pull off an upset. And the Raiders still uh, have a chance in the uh, playoffs. Uh, need a lot to go in their favor, but still alive nonetheless. Meanwhile, Kansas City had an opportunity to win the AFC West and clinch a playoff spot, but unable to do that today. And uh, definitely a gap in the standings for the number two seed, the number one seed officially out for the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot to get into here tonight, uh, or this afternoon rather. Merry Christmas to all of you watching. Uh, definitely not a Merry Christmas uh, over at uh, One Arrowhead Drive today, but that's okay. We will talk about it together Nonetheless, hey, you guys know the drill. Facebook.com slash Farzifusugin. That is the Facebook page. Also on YouTube at the Chief Zone. A lot of you guys I know have thoughts on this game. We will get into that. I definitely want to hear from you guys. Definitely want to give you guys an opportunity to call in with your thoughts on tonight's loss. I keep saying tonight. Uh, we're not used to getting... Um, we're not used to uh, these types of games. So I just commented with the link to call in. There it is. I think I got to pin it now. It is pinned. So it's right there. Let me know your thoughts, uh, whether you want to uh, comment or you want to call in. Again, just click on the StreamYard link and uh, we'll discuss this together. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. You want to go out and uh, check out KU basketball, also uh, football, bowl season coming up, Mizzou, K-State, Still a Chiefs game left, possibly two more home games left if you include the uh, postseason. You can go to SeatGeek.com, and if you're a first-time customer from SeatGeek, you can use my promo code Farzine. You will save $20 off your first purchase. I've gone to a lot of sporting events this year. Normally, I'm a, I'm a fan who watches from home, but I've uh, decided to uh, step out and go to more sporting events uh, this year in 2023. We'll definitely do so in 2024, and we'll always use SeatGeek. If you're a first-time customer, go to SeatGeek and put in my promo code Farzine. You will save $20 off your first purchase. Sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever you want to go to, check out SeatGeek. They will hook you up. All right. I know a lot of you guys have some thoughts on this one here. Uh, I do, um, do want to share uh, a comment I saw from um, from Twitter, because I think this is uh, the best place to start here. I know a lot of people are uh, doing some finger pointing, and I, I listen, I think there's a lot of frustration within uh, Chiefs fans, and I don't disagree with the frustration because it's been pretty bad all year, and I think people are just looking for answers at this point. Uh, since week one, this offense has, has struggled. Uh, there's no question about it, and I think the universal thought was, that the Chiefs will figure it out. That's what everyone in and outside of Kansas City said. Well, now we're at the point where it is obvious. We have two games left in the season, uh, week 16 almost over, and you're just not sure at this rate if the Chiefs are going to get it together. It's, it's been the thought for uh, for a few weeks now. So I wanted to share this uh, tweet that I saw from BJ Kissel. I think you guys all know who he is. He was with the Chiefs for a long time. Uh, says, everyone is to blame. Stop making it one person. It's everyone. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I definitely, I, I think the problem amongst Chiefs fans is you see a lot of, a lot of Chiefs fans, when things are not working, nobody wants to blame Andy Reid. Nobody wants to blame Patrick Mahomes. Nobody wants to blame Travis Kelsey. There's a very small percentage of fans that will actually criticize those guys. And I understand, like, the past few years, along with Tyreek Hill uh, and also Chris Jones on the defensive side, those have been your core guys, uh, players and coaches that have really helped you uh, have the success that you've had the past few years. And even when the team struggled back then, even though there were times where Mahomes uh, did not look good, even last year when Kelsey dropped a touchdown in the end zone against the Colts, no one wants to blame Travis Kelsey. No one wants to blame the uh, the key guys on this team, but everybody uh, wants to blame everyone else. And I think it's time to look at the leaders of this football team. Now, I'm not suggesting firing anyone because whenever I, I've done this in the past, people have, have always said, oh, you want to get rid of these guys who have helped us get to this point? No, not at all. But 
There definitely needs to be change made in terms of the operations and how things go. The offensive creativity is not there. You saw a little bit of it today, um, but for the most part, man, it um, it was just bad. Uh, I mean, the receivers are bad in general. There's no question about it. Uh, I mean, Mahomes, I got flashbacks to Super Bowl 55 when he was running for his life so many times. So at that time, it's like, you know, you, you didn't have a good offensive line there. You played with a bunch of backups, fine. But you have a more reliable team now. Now, I don't think offensive line play was the issue, uh, though I will say Wanya Morris, who's played well this year, filling in for Donovan Smith, uh, did have his worst game of the year. And Tony Romo did point out the exact same thing. Uh, Jawan Taylor uh, continues to uh, kind of have an up and down season. Obviously, pre-step penalties, that's been bad all year. But in terms of block rates, uh, man, um, uh, it's been kind of up and down for him, but the receivers are just not getting open. And, and even on the play that looked like it was going to be an interception, but was overturned. It's like MVS just giving up on that, um, on that play right there, uh, on that route. I, I know at that time they're improvising because Mahomes is trying to find someone. Here's the thing with MVS. Uh, I know a lot of people still on him over the, uh, the drop against the Philadelphia Eagles and also uh, the comments he, he had in a uh, recent interview. I mean, just look at his stat line against the Eagles, no catches uh, targeted three times against the Raiders. Uh, the one where the chiefs won one catch for negative one yards, uh, minus one yard uh, against green Bay two four twenty five. Yeah, go ahead. Insert the joke about the interference, but it's not really interference because the referees deemed that was not catchable because it's MVS against the Bills two for 22 against the Patriots one for 17. Like, I don't even know at this point, what is the point of having MVS out there? Obviously, in this game against the Raiders uh, was targeted just once, um, but no receptions there. Uh, you were without Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore. Um, the offense just continued to look as bad as it has all year. So, um, to me, I, I just think the chiefs offensively, there's a lot, a lot of blame to go around. Um, yeah, Kadarius, Tony's been bad. Sky Moore has been bad. Marquez Valdez scantling is bad, but you only targeted MVS once. Yeah. I know he played a lot of snaps. Um, but with, with what you had today. Okay. I mean, MVS was hardly, uh, you know, a, a guy that Chiefs tried to use in this game. The offense still was not able to get it together. So was it really Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore? I'm not saying they're great. I'm not saying they're solutions to anything, but they are definitely, I don't think they're the problem. I really don't. You guys know me. For several weeks now, I've been saying this on the coaching staff. I think Andy Reid has to take a lot of the responsibility. Matt Nagy as well. Connor Embry, the wide receivers coach. Um, a lot of the mistakes that we've seen in week one, uh, you're seeing them now. Still in week seven, uh, going into week 17, uh, by the way, 135 comments. I have not read a single comment yet. I'll definitely get to your guys's comments. If you guys want to weigh in on the, uh, on the podcast, uh, I do want to hear from you guys. Bear with me one moment. I had the link for a second here. Uh, going to get that for you. Cause I definitely want you guys to call in and share your thoughts with me. I'm uh, commenting again with the link. So if you guys right now, phone lines are wide open. So if you guys want to hop on, I know everyone's busy with the holidays and whatnot, but if you guys want to hop on and uh, share your thoughts on, uh, on the chiefs, uh, whatever's on your mind, uh, let me know uh, because I know a lot of people, here's what happens. Uh, we said this at halftime and I know uh, Chris uh, who uh, comes in uh, week in and week out. He even said this, uh, People only show up for the losses. Uh, we don't get as many uh, comments and views and uh, call-ins after a win. So uh, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people upset right now. Nicholas says, I don't understand why the Chiefs didn't utilize Justin Ross more, especially in red zone situations. I, I mean, what has Justin Ross done up to this point? I know he was suspended uh, or was on the commissioner's exempt list for quite some time, but um, he's struggled picking up the offense. At least that's what we've heard. Uh, if the Chiefs keep losing, they are out of the playoffs. Um, yeah, but uh, Denver would have to win out as well. I, listen, I, the Chiefs will win the AFC West for sure. Now, what happens after that is, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, uh, and that's putting it lightly. Um, uh, Octavio, I hope I said your name right. Like this entire offense, 
uh, or like this entire season, a very disappointing offense. Yeah, the um, the offense has definitely been bad all year. Uh, it's it's been bad for sure. A lot of you guys definitely frustrated with the uh, with the product. Gary says we have absolutely no home field advantage. No, uh, the Chiefs are definitely out of the number one seed. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, makes me cringe every time an announcer talks about how hard it is to go to Arrowhead. Um, here's the thing. I don't have the, um, I don't have the graphic in front of me, but they put it up on the network. Um, the chiefs had like minus 18 yards or whatever it was, um, after the, uh, the first quarter, uh, ended or right when the first quarter ended, but then the rest of the way, Kansas City had no problems moving the ball. Uh, you look at again, considering the chiefs were in the, uh, in the hole, in terms of total yardage, yardage, the Chiefs finished the game with 308 yards. Uh, the Raiders had 205 yards, and they got a big chunk in the uh, on the final drive right there. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, when your defense is asked to do so much, uh, they'll gas out eventually, and that's what happened in this game. And that was a backup running back that uh, rolled through. A backup running back and a backup uh, quarterback, a rookie uh, quarterback that you lost against. And I think this is Patrick Mahomes. They mentioned this on the uh, broadcast, too. Mahomes' first time losing to a rookie quarterback. But in the in the last three quarters, second, third, and fourth quarters, you had 308 yards of total offense. Uh, after the first quarter, you had negative yardage. I mean, the, the problem with the Chiefs, yeah, they get off to weird starts. First, they were getting off to good starts, and then they couldn't finish in the second half. Now it's, you know, getting off to weird starts, and they pick it up but still struggling. The problem with the Chiefs is not moving the football. Yeah, there were times... Uh, when you look at third down, five of 16, yeah, definitely had issues, but the Chiefs still found ways to move the football. Tony Romo was even alluding to this during the broadcast today. The problem with the Chiefs is they don't finish strong on a lot of their drives. Uh, you see a lot of turnovers, a lot of issues there, uh, especially in the red zone. That's happened. A um, couple of turnovers today. One of them, fortunately, went back to Kansas City, but unable to uh, really capitalize and do anything with it. Ultimately, in this one, uh, Raiders did get uh, two defensive touchdowns in this one. Uh, and, and let's talk about that for a second, because that was the difference maker in today's game. I, 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 look, trick plays. It's always hard to talk about trick plays because... When they work, awesome. Everyone's celebrating. Everyone's thrilled. Everyone thinks it's the best thing ever. Uh, and the coach is gutsy for making that call, and the players are great for executing it. But when you have a trick play that doesn't pan out, and I think Mahomes was trying was supposed to pitch it after getting the handoff, well, then you're criticizing the players for being sloppy with it. You criticize the coach for calling a, a, a play like that. Everyone says the coaching uh, staff is getting too cute with that kind of thing. Um but man, it's just like, what do you do sometimes when you're trying to call out those plays? I mean, the Chiefs in desperation, trying to cut the deficit, trying to come back. So it's uh, it's pretty bad. All right, John, you've been waiting patiently for a while. Paul, I don't know what's going on in your picture. Put on a shirt, brother. I am not putting uh, any uh, naked people on the broadcast. Uh, yeah, fix that and you'll get on. Uh, John, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. Uh, Merry first Christmas. point I want to make is, do you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. First point I want to make is I don't mind the trick plays, but not on your 13-yard line after they just took the lead. Bad time for that. If you want to run it at midfield, fine. Second point is I want to make it. It seems the last four or five games, we're giving too many tells on what plays we're running. The Green Bay game, the pass to Kelsey when they were on the 11-yard line. I even think the interception, I think the, the uh, defensive back knew he, uh, Watson wasn't running deep. Something's going on there with the offense, and that could be where Matt Nagy could be involved. Okay, let me ask you this, John, because I'm seeing a lot of people say this, and I don't, I'm not saying it's wrong, but here's my thing. We have been told for a very long time, whether it was Eric Bieniemy or Matt Nagy, or back even when Doug Peterson was here, we've always been told that this is Andy Reid's show. This is his offense. He's the play caller. I, what is your response to that? I'm not arguing about the play calling. I'm just wondering about the way they're setting every formation up. Okay. Are they giving the plays away? And that's really Nagy's job to have the offensive players. You could be having your hand in a certain spot if you're running a certain route or the way they're lined up in the same exact spot. And that's something details. And that's what they don't seem to have anymore this year. 
I hear you, man. I I don't disagree in particular. I'm just I, I, listen. I, I think you're right. I think the Chiefs are kind of telegraphing a lot of their a lot of their plays in the pre uh, pre snap lineup, and even then, like on certain running plays. And I don't know if this has anything to do with the fullback. I'm not saying it would make the world of difference for the Chiefs' offense, but you know, uh, with the way the Chiefs try to run the football, they're not get, they're not doing any favors for their running backs. Uh, which, by the way, uh, I mean that's another topic uh, that we could go on for a long yeah. time with Pacheco, but. Um, I, I, and nothing's working right for the offense, and I think that's the most frustrating part with the with the team this season. And just one more point. Sure. They, when they were on the 12-yard line, he ran two plays to Kelsey, one to the right and one to the left. Can we throw the ball in the end zone on four, four shots? Throw the ball in the end zone, four plays. Yeah. Stop, stop trying to make guys break four tackles to score a touchdown. Not 100%, man. I don't disagree with you one bit. Hey, uh, John, I appreciate you calling in, man. Merry Christmas, and I hope to hear from you again. Merry Christmas to you. This kind of killed the day, though. All right. <laughs> I hear you, man. Thank you. No, he's right, though. Like I even said this in the first quarter. What the hell are the Chiefs doing with all these passes behind the line of scrimmage? Um, I remember uh, we're, we're going to go back in time a bit, and I know a lot of people are not going to like the name, especially on after a loss like this and talking about um, – yeah, yeah, Matt Castle. Okay, remember when the Chiefs acquired Matt Castle? Uh, I looked up a lot of their uh, plays uh, when Matt Castle was playing for the Patriots that year. Everyone remembers what happened. Brady got hurt. Blah blah blah. And you know, like on on third and long situations, well, what did you see Matt Castle do with Bill Belichick as his head coach? You would see him at, throw the ball at least seven yards, be at least past the um, the first down marker. I just don't know, like, what is the thought process on third down? Uh, Forget about third downs. You know, even before that, the Chiefs are not throwing the football down the field. And I'm not saying go for the deep shot because I've been saying for a long time, it's just not there for the team this year. But you got to do something to uh, even short yarded, quick slant routes. uh, The Chiefs cannot even operate those. That's how bad it's been. Um that's how bad it's been. Just putting the link one more time. I want to hear from you guys if you want to call in. So give me your thoughts on uh, on uh, whatever's on your mind. I know you guys, I, I'll get to more of your guys' comments here. Um, but man, it, it's just, even the um, the play calling, and to me, like, and I, I, I called this out too, what's the game plan to start out? Because obviously I know a lot of people know this, the, the first 10, 15 plays scripted, so-and-so. You know, is, is that how you start off a football game with those scripted plays? Is that what you're running? Um, and again, I'm not suggesting to fire Andy Reid. Matt Nagy, look, here, here's what I'll say about Matt Nagy, because I know a lot of people keep pointing at his time in Chicago. If you're the offensive coordinator of the team, I don't care what you did as the head coach elsewhere. I don't. Um, being the offensive coordinator... And being the head coach, two completely different set of responsibilities. Uh, when Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator here, when Alex Smith was the quarterback, I thought Matt Nagy did a great job. Hence why he ended up becoming the head coach of the Bears. And listen, they did not help him out. Mitchell Trubisky was his quarterback. Um, look at the look at the Steelers. I mean, they they went away from Mitchell Trubisky and they're, you, you used Mason Rudolph to win yesterday. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like, you know, Matt Nagy didn't get a lot of help there in Chicago. I think it's unfair to use that as any kind of evidence why you're not succeeding with him. But I think, you know, is he holding players accountable? Uh, you know, why is it uh, that um, that the uh, team is struggling so much? Christopher says, has Mahomes forgotten how to throw the ball? He looked clueless and guys were open. Um, I, I mean, listen, everyone will miss an open guy here and there. There were times I, I remember... Um, one play uh, in the third quarter when he ended up running to his right. He did have Kelsey open on a short pass there. And, and you know, with some open space, Kelsey's obviously going to get some some yak yards there, uh, but didn't, didn't go to him. I think the problem with the Chiefs is because they've done such a great job with the deep passes, even last year when Tyree Kill was not on the team, they still want to try to go th- that direction in, in how to op- operate this offense. And it's just not there for you this year. 
Um, see, Jonathan's asking, you know, what I've kind of been saying for a long time, who is actually calling our plays? It seems like our offense resembles the Bears the last two to three years. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, he was a play caller there for sure, but I still think overall set of responsibilities that can put pressure on a head coach. And by the way, I don't agree with head coaches in general calling plays unless you have a long proven track record like Andy Reid. Um, I, I, I will say this, though. Uh, you know, with the play calling, we can blame Matt Nagy for, at least I will, for not holding this offense accountable. But I think overall, in terms of the lack of creativity, the setup, the lack of putting these players in position to succeed, I think that is on Andy Reid. And, and by the way, I'm not here to just say it's on the coaches. Um, we said at the beginning of the of the broadcast, I, was, I put that tweet up there about how it's on everyone. I, I do agree. I think Mahomes, he's had a lot of the responsibility this year, Travis Kelsey. And by the way, let me just say this about Travis Kelsey, because he's constantly getting into it with players. Look, I don't know what players are saying to him. I'm sure it has something to do with Taylor Swift or just something to get under his skin. And it's obviously working. You know what I compare that to? It's like Twitter. Okay. You're going to get a lot of shitty comments. Everyone, anyone that has any kind of a following, whether big or small, uh, you get, hate comments from time to time. You don't acknowledge all of those every single time. Now you might get one and you can sarcastically respond uh, to, to someone and have fun with it there. But uh, Kelsey just seems to react every single time a defender gets in his face and says something about what, I don't know, maybe Taylor Swift, maybe something, maybe his podcast, maybe chunky Campbell soup. I don't know. Um, but man, it's just at the end of the day, you're constantly getting into it. My point is, Clearly, the defense is getting in Travis Kelsey's head, and that impacts the rest of the team because Kelsey is a leader that these offensive players lean on. And if your if your leader is pretty much getting into it with other guys and allowing those guys to get into his head, well, then what's going to happen to your, the rest of your offense? I think a lot of this is mental focus here, and that's been a big part of it. Um, emotionally, physically, it, it's just not been good for the Chiefs this year. Um, David said this was worse than the second Broncos game. I mean, knowing that what we know now, uh, given that the Broncos are a, a better team than that year uh, at the time, sure. I mean, both were pretty bad. Um, the Chiefs didn't even have a touchdown in that game. Uh, but with a chance to wrap up, listen, prisoner of the moment, recency bias always wins. Um, but with a chance to lock up the AFC West, yeah. That um that was pretty bad. Listen, a lot of people are. Uh, and by the way, uh, let me point out one more thing here, um, because and I'm not saying this has any kind of impact uh, on, on today's game. It, it doesn't. But this is kind of embarrassing. Uh, bear with me one second here. For those of you who are listening on the podcast version, I'll, I'll explain what I'm about to put up. But if you saw the game, you saw CBS show this. On the sidelines, Isaiah Pacheco took a nasty knee to the head. Um, I, I, I immediately thought of uh, Orhe Masvidal's knockout over Ben Askren. Uh, I can't remember the UFC pay-per-view that was. My dad and I were there for an attendance for that one. That was insane. Um, the entire place just went apeshit. But um, Isaiah Pacheco gets hit in the head, uh, ended up being out for a concussion, goes to the sidelines uh, while he's being evaluated, gets on this table, and the table collapses. Uh, and I saw CBS put the caption on social media, when it rains, it pours. Here's my thing. Good teams operate well from top to bottom. Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, what's going on in the concession stands and the parking lot. I'm not talking about those uh, people who are employed at Arrowhead. Don't get me wrong. Those people are important. Um, and I've been there before uh, working um uh, in a media production for the Royals. So I understand the team behind the team as the Royals would call it, but I'm, I'm talking about the team on the field. I mean, even your equipment managers, they don't have their shit together. Like, let's just call us, let's just be completely honest about it. Nobody knows what they're doing at this point. It's pretty bad from the coaching staff, the players, even the equipment managers uh, or the, uh, the doctor, whoever, you know, is responsible for even setting that table up. Isaiah Pacheco, sits on top of that table and boom, it collapses like a Buffalo bills, uh, bills mafia table. Um, that's how bad it is. Yeah. Samuel, you're uh, you're a real one, man. Good, good to good on you guys. Obviously uh season hasn't gone well for the Raiders, but they'll definitely take this one. Yeah. No question about it. Steve, Steve says we need revised wide receivers next year. Listen, you're going to see a lot of changes at the wide receiver position. It, it here's the, I'll say the name Kadarius Tony. 
got a great skill set, but given that even without him, the offense still struggled. So here's my question. Do you give a guy like Kadarius Tony one more chance? Because that is what I was thinking about during today's game is, you know, for as much as people are frustrated with Kadarius Tony and he's had a horrible year, there's no question about it, but man, even without him, the offense is still bad. So he's not the issue. Sky Moore is not the issue. Um, if I want changes, I want it at the coaching staff. Connor Embry, I'm sorry. He's just not getting it done, man. I know Andy Reid said, well, Rasheed Rice is evidence of that. Andy Reid's not going to throw his coaches or players under the bus. Matt Nagy, I, I, you know, I'm at a point now, and I've been very patient with Matt Nagy. I'm at a point now where it's like, man, you're not even holding your team accountable. The errors we've seen from week one are happening now. Um, Matt Nagy's got to go. Connor Embry's got to go. Um, I've seen a couple of people mention the offensive line coach, Andy Heck. I don't think he's done anything bad. Yeah, sure. The offensive tackle play hasn't been good, but I don't think that's on him. Um, although I will say, I think Wanya Morris is a good uh, solution moving forward at the left tackle spot. Donovan Smith was on a one-year deal. So that's not a, that's not an issue whatsoever. So, um, you know, in general, it doesn't matter. Christopher says a lot of haters here. I know, man. They don't bring the same energy when the Chiefs win. Uh, you guys know me, man. I'm here win or lose. Dan says, worst Chiefs play I can remember in recent history. We just lost to a losing team with 48 yards passing. Yeah. By the way, Aiden O'Connell did not complete a pass for more than two hours of like real, real time. Um, Man, when their quarterback can't even complete a pass for two hours in real time. And you can't even, I mean, the chiefs did cut the deficit a little bit, but they couldn't even come close to try at least trying to tie or retake the lead. Um, that's what, what was so frustrating about this game is that those, that those seven seconds of the two defensive touchdowns, which again, the, the big difference makers in the game. And then the, um, the, uh, fact that you know your offense could, could not take advantage of the defense's effort once again and unfortunately it's going to be a wasted year from the defense because you you're not going to go very far with this team I've said it for a few weeks now as much as I'd love to see the Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl especially in a, in a venue where they haven't lost um, plus that's kind of a personal thing for me because you guys know me I love Vegas but um, I don't know, man. It, it's just um, it's just frustrating that this offense is going to really waste an opportunity with the best defense Patrick Mahomes has had. Um, again, it's not all on Patrick Mahomes, but some of it is. If you can get the right wide receivers in place, I, I think it's going to make a big difference as well as a, a better coaching staff. But I'm just saying right now, um, as much as I want changes on the coaching staff, as much as a lot of you guys want changes on the coaching staff, don't be surprised if Andy Reid doesn't do it. If I had to bet money right now, is Andy Reid going to make changes on the coaching staff? I don't think he will. I mean, look how long he kept Bob Sutton and that uh, those defensive coaches there. Kept them around for a long time, longer than he should have. Um, and look, I'm not here to say that, you know, the D Ford offside, that, that cost him. I mean, there were a lot of things in that game alone, but man, it's just been, um, it's just been rough for the Chiefs to to really do really get anything going. Uh, our best receiver is in my opinion. Oh no. I mean, uh, Cameron, that's, that's just a, a fact. Uh, you're not the only one who thinks that. I mean, that's just the, the numbers are there to back it up. It's not even close. Um, I mean, he's a second round draft pick, just like sky Moore. but sky Moore has been around a little longer and Rasheed rice is already way ahead of him and picking up this offense and trying to trying to move, move forward with this team. Uh, okay, here we go. This is where things get juicy. Christopher says, Andy needs to go. Nagy needs to go. Clark needs to fire Brett Veach. And we need to rebuild. Okay, I, listen. Let's take a deep breath. I, I think a lot of that is emotion right now. Uh, I get the frustration. I'm, I'm just as frustrated. I don't know about firing Andy and, and Veach. I mean, this is the crew that just won your second Super Bowl uh, 10 months ago in a very short time span. Uh, you've been to three Super Bowls in four years, and you've won two of them. I don't really know if firing the head coach and, and GM is the is the call right now. I really don't. Uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I just can't get behind that one. Dan Danielle says it's too late to figure it. No, 100%. 
Um, like the first indication I got that they were not going to figure it out was the Philadelphia game. Um, and they played better in the second half moving forward and a couple of other games, but I mean, they just could not, I mean, they just haven't been able to play for good football for four quarters. And you know, uh, the, the, the frustrating thing is I, I've been saying that for a long time. Tony Romo said it on the broadcast today, the chiefs have not been playing good football for four quarters. So, uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just, uh, it's just tough. If you guys want to call in, uh, the link, uh, is right there. It's also, it should be pinned. I don't know how it looks on your guys' ends. Uh, it's different from my end. So I definitely want to hear from you guys and, uh, let you know, uh, come on in and uh, let me know your thoughts. Uh, Andre says, this isn't a playoff team. We won't go far this season. I've had enough. Yeah. Everyone has, everyone has had enough. Brent is saying the season is done. If we can't get an offense now, then we won't. Uh, I think it's been the case for a few weeks now, Brent. I know a lot of people. Listen, I did a hit on CBS Sports Radio. And man, um, Carl Duke, that's who I was on with. First time I did a uh, radio hit with Carl Duke. Really good guy. Uh, And I've got a good relationship with the people over at CBS Sports Radio. And um, he mentioned something. He said, yeah, the Chiefs are not playing well, but... You just can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. And I get that because come playoff time, you know, things do change for sure. But is there any indication whatsoever that this Chiefs team is going to pick it up in the playoffs? Yeah, sure. The Chiefs may have that playoff experience. That that does matter. Um, not saying every year that's the case. But at the end of the day, you know, um, you hope that does something. But I, I don't see that being the case. I don't think a lot of people do. Bob, you're, you've been waiting patiently. Bob is on the Chiefs Zone Podcast. What's up, Bob? Man, I'll tell you what, Fars. That's the biggest piece of shit football game I've ever seen. And some misses laid a fat goose egg today. I tell you, it's unbelievable that you could get on at home on Christmas Day in front of your fans and play like shit. And I'm talking every one of them. That offensive line sucked it up the first half. He was running for his life, and once he gets in a panic mode, he gets them pennies up in his ass, and he can't do shit. He should have been benched. Andy Andy Reid needs to make some goddamn changes on this team, man. This team is folding before our eyes. Uh, Bob, l- let me just stop you right there. Let me ask you a question because I, I, I just said this a moment ago. Uh, I, I, I No one disagrees with you that Andy Reid needs to make some changes on offense w- with personnel. Coaching staff, no question about it. But do you think he will make changes with the offensive coordinator and the wide receivers coach? Do you think he'll do that? He needs to. I don't know if he will or not. But, you know, being the head coach and and, and making all the calls on this this team, this football team, he needs to take control of this team and responsible for this team's actions. This team is, you know, we, we as fans have sat here and put up with this bullshit all year. And, I hey, I am... I am flabbergasted by over what they've done over the past three years, five years. Yeah. It's about today, man. We get in the playoffs. We ain't going nowhere, man. No, I don't this think so. Out. And and you know what? I don't care if it's Pat Mahomes. I don't care if it's Travis Kelsey. I, I say, if you're not playing well, there's a bench over there. This next man up. What happened to that? You know? Yeah. You know? I think they need to start paying them by their performance because these some bitches are making too much money and play like that at home in front of your fans on Christmas and lay an egg is bullshit. Hey, l- let me just say something. If not just the NFL, if all of sports, if your pay was based on performance, I think you would see far better effort from a lot of athletes. I'm just saying that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I, you know, it ripped my Santa Claus, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 67 years old, man. Santa was good to me this year. But the goddamn Chiefs laid a goddamn egg on it Christmas Day. So I'm gonna go have to have some I'm gonna have to go have some eggnog and brandy and calm this shit down. So hey, hey, Merry Christmas to you, Forrest. Hey, Merry Thanks Christmas, brother. Awesome, brother. I appreciate you, Bob. you you've been awesome, man. You take care of yourself. 
Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone watching. Uh, hey, real quickly, Christmas is over. Uh, or maybe you might celebrate with uh, some other family members uh, uh, tonight or tomorrow, whatnot. But still, maybe a little too late to get a gift. But it's never too late to make the right choice. You can make the right choice before the end of the year or going into 2024 by switching over to Manscaped. Manscaped has a lot of great products. I've been using Manscaped for a couple of years now. And I'll tell you what, man. I trust everything Manscaped has from the Lawnmower 5.0. I saw that on TV today, so I know you guys are aware of it. The Beard Hedger, so many great things over at Manscaped. You guys can go check them out there, but it doesn't end right there. You can use my promo code FARZINE20, and you will save 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped. I'll tell you what, man, those products certainly uh, are a uh, pretty penny, but very well worth it, but you can save by using my promo code FARZINE20 for 20% off and free shipping. So go over to manscaped.com, go to the checkout, get what you want, and don't forget, put in the promo code FARZINE20 for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, let's see here. David says they suck, and outside of Andy, the whole offensive coaching staff needs to be fired. I was texting Zach. Uh, you guys know Zach. He's done a lot of podcasts. He said the same thing. Um, I, I, I don't know if I agree with the entire coaching staff. I mean, I don't have an issue with Andy Heck. Like, I, I don't know what he's done. Um, but, you know, I, I get the frustration. You know, in the moment, the emotion, everyone uh, feels a certain way. Uh, we have the wild card playoff exit written all over us this year. Yeah, very likely. I don't think they'll go uh, beyond the, uh, the divisional round at best. Um, but even then, the wild card. Uh, I, I heard Rich Eisen even mention, like, yeah, maybe they'll win a playoff game or two, but at this point, that's not that's not even close to being the case. Uh, Stephanie says we got to get better. Andy Reid, how is what I want to know? Oh, Andy Reid started his press conference saying that. Yeah, see, I'm talking to you guys, so I don't. I'm not. I'm not paying attention to uh, to any of that right now. Um, but I'm, I mean, listen, that's what Andy Reid said, and I, I was even looking back at some um, some of the. Uh, some of the things that uh, he had been saying earlier this year after that Eagles game on Monday night, he said, we'll get the two have fixed well, when, I, I mean, at, at this point, it's like, you know, you're not, you were, uh, there was a point in time where the chiefs were not scoring in the second half. And now they're getting off to terrible starts here. Um, I know the chiefs, you know, with Patrick Mahomes these past few years, they've been more of a second half team, but they're just not even playing good uh, football for four quarters. I've been saying it for a long time, more than a year now. Um, Tony Romo was even alluding it, alluding to that on the uh, on the podcast. Tone says, "Where's the team's chemistry?" You know, no one's really talked about this, um, but a lot of people have brought that up uh, this year. That has been uh, no one's brought that up this year. Excuse me. This is just a, a team that, at the end of the day, it's like you know they're not playing as a cohesive unit. That's that's just uh, very unexpected. Yeah, Donnie, that's the most losses this year for sure. That is the most losses this year for sure. Joshua says they laid a major egg today. Yeah, that's uh, that's never uh, good. Mook says we are predictable as fuck. <laughs> that's a really good way of putting it. Um, here's my thing. Um, and I think um, John called in and he was uh, he, he was going into that. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are kind of giving away certain plays based on how they line up. I, I can definitely see that. Uh, but even then, it's like, you know, and I'll, you know, we'll see when the all 22 comes out. I'll check that out, but I'm not expecting it to look much different though. Today, it definitely seemed like Mahomes had a very difficult time finding guys wide open down the field. So I don't know exactly, uh, what it looked like again, you know, it's always hard to comment on that kind of thing, but you know, a lot of receivers, you know, not moving around, giving up on routes and Mahomes having to run. I don't know what's the record for Mahomes on how many times he's had to run in a single game. Like, what's his personal record? It feels like this one's up there. It, it, it's got to feel like this was up there, 100%. There's no way that's that's not the case in this one. Uh, he absolutely was running for his life all year. They're highly overrated this year. Mahomes can't do it all. No, no, not at all. I mean, we saw it in Super Bowl 55. We've seen it this year. Um, and here's the thing. I don't think the personnel has changed that much this year. Uh, you've heard a lot of people say this, even outside of Kansas City. The, the only wide receiver change you saw is from, from uh, Juju Smith-Schuster to Rasheed Rice. And Rasheed Rice has played great this year. Uh, still needs to improve in certain areas. Uh, but it's not, um, he's certainly, uh, you know, it, it, there, there's a lot of, uh, things that need to be changed. And I think a lot of people are going to see that in the off season for sure. Um, 
which were two pick six. Yeah, well, one of them was a defensive touchdown. So a scoop six and a pick six in the in the span of seven damn seconds. Seven seconds. I mean, that's wildly impressive for the Raiders. Seven seconds, two defensive scores. Eddie, oh boy, Eddie and I were chatting uh, earlier uh, about this. Um, and by the way, Eddie and I are going to be doing some uh, some uh, live streams in the near future. So definitely be uh, on the lookout for that. But he said, definitely get rid of that wide receivers coach. Andy hired a guy he met at his burger joint drive through <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, that's where we're going now. That's where we're going now. Mook says fire Nagy and the wide receiver is good. Yeah, I think the common denominator amongst the fan base is to fire Matt Nagy and Connor Embry. Um, a lot of people don't even know Embry by name. They're just saying the wide receivers coach. Um, by the way, a lot of people have been asking, what is the uh, qualifications from Connor Embry? Well, if you guys listen to his press conference this week, he actually alluded that his dad and uncle uh, coach in the NFL. I don't know who his uncle is. His dad used to be the tight ends coach for the Chiefs, uh, John Embry. That was during the Herm Edwards era, and he coached the last three years. So that was when Tony Gonzalez was there, Jason Dunn. Um, can't remember who the third uh, tight end was uh, at the time or how many times they switched around. I know, um, I want to say uh, Ronnie Cruz was a part of that, or he maybe he was a fullback. I can't remember. But that's who they, uh, that's uh, the, the unit he was with. He was also the head coach of Colorado for a bit. And his older brother, Taylor, is a running backs coach for the Jets. Um, his brother and dad were with the 49ers when the Chiefs played the 49ers in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54. So, yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, that's the issue. Uh, Enzo says, stop the run. Yeah, I, I thought. They, I've said for a while, man, that's the weakness with this Chiefs uh, This Chiefs defense is the running game, and I'm surprised more teams don't run more because uh, when teams have done it, uh, it has definitely uh, it's definitely paid off for opposing offenses, and you saw the Raiders, do, do, they did it with a backup running back. Lewis says the price to pay for winning a Super Bowl, it's just not that year. I, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, sure, you have a target on your back. You get every, t every team's best shot, but I, I mean... We, we've seen teams go to the, to the Super Bowl back-to-back -back years. The Chiefs did it not too long ago uh, in 2019 and 2020. We saw the Seahawks do it. The Patriots have obviously done it several times. Um, uh, it's just at the end of the day, there's a lack of focus and I think even a lack of effort uh, from some guys. And, you know, I think you even have to blame the leaders of this team too, Mahomes, Kelsey. I'm not suggesting, you know, get rid of those guys and uh, get them out of Arrowhead, but... You know, you got to you, you need to see better from even those guys, even the best guys. Uh, we'll read a few more comments here and get out of here on a Christmas. Appreciate everyone, by the way, who's called in, commented on the show. Uh, Christopher says nobody blames the leaders, but they do take blame. Yeah, I, I, you know, I see that. And that's why a lot of people were frustrated with Marquez Valdez Scantling's interview. He did, I think, with PJ Brown, I think is his name from Fox 4 where, uh, you know, Mahomes always takes blame for everything, even the drop passes. But then you have MVS that, you know, said the things he said. He kind of just didn't even want to acknowledge that he had been struggling this year. Uh, Melody says, I agree with Josh Sipe. Something is broken with our team, uh, literally, if you look at that table that they broke. But we can't be number one every season. The KC head game is real. It's a Midwest thing. They need some therapy. Seriously, TJO. I don't know what TJO is, Melody. Uh, by the way, Melody and I uh, on Farscast, check that out. Uh, I don't know when we're going to do another episode of Farscast. It'll be much easier to do in the offseason, but um, be sure you guys do uh, check that out moving forward. Uh, Chris says, Nagy, wide receivers coach, need to go trade. Yeah, everyone's been saying. See, everyone says Nagy, but nobody says Embry. They just call him wide receivers coach. Uh, need to go trade for a wide receiver one in the offseason. Let Jones walk. Don't resign you okay i don't mean to do this on christmas chris uh you're not the only one but um there's a difference between resign and resign i'm just i'm just giving you a hard time uh i gotta lighten the mood a little bit um don't resign chris jones pay sneed instead yeah i got flashbacks from 2012 yeah I, I think some people did um i okay the chris jones thing i, I chris jones has played great 100 and i think the guy deserves what he's asking but if the Chiefs pay Chris Jones what he's asking in the, this offseason, and listen, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe he takes a pay cut, I don't know. Or not a pay cut, but is willing to take a smaller deal, I don't know. But he even said in that interview um, on Football Night in America, he said, realistically, this, is my la this might be my last year in Kansas City. Because 
He knows the business. He knows there's a salary cap. He knows that the Chiefs have other issues that they need to address. He knows they got to try to retain guys like Nick Bolton. Uh, uh, who's the other linebacker? Uh, Drew Tranquil, interior offensive lineman, uh, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. Those guys are going to be eligible for new deals soon. Um, and Nick Bolton, he's also eligible for a new deal along with Humphrey and Smith. But, um, you know, with Bolton's injury, maybe they can uh, have him play that uh, last year, uh, that rookie deal. So I don't know. Uh, Wanya Morris, what paper tell? Yeah. And listen, Jordan, uh, he had a bad game today. Um, but, you know, it, 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 this has been the worst it's been for him. He's played really well uh, as a rookie filling in for. Donovan Smith. And I think, you know, that's, he's not going to get that proper learning curve because he doesn't have as many games to play. You just got to hope that he can make the best of everything and learn from every experience, good and bad. And, uh, will play better moving forward. Uh, because I think he can be a good left tackle in the NFL. Chiefs haven't had that for quite some time yet. They've still been able to go far, win a lot of games, uh, have a lot of stats. I know this year, not necessarily the case, but still, uh, I think Wanya Morris can be that guy for the Chiefs. L listen, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP last year almost unanimously with two bad offensive tackles. Um, if you can do that with two bad offensive tackles, what can you do when you have better offensive tackle play? And I don't know what's going to happen with Jawan Taylor. I know a lot of people all week long, all season long, have been saying that Veach needs to restructure the, the contract. Well, yeah, if Jawan Taylor and his agent agree to it, you can't just sit, sit here and say, yeah, we want to redo your deal. Um, the, the player has to agree to it. Tyreek Hill, before he got traded, before he went over to Miami, he did an interview once uh, and he admitted that the Chiefs approached him about restructuring his contract and he declined. So, you know, obviously that would have helped the Chiefs in the long run, but Tyreek Hill wants to make his money. And here's my thing, too. It's great when you sign these people, but then you have to go back and you realize, okay, we didn't do a good job of of, of this contract. We should have made, we shouldn't have not given up as much. But but you don't want them to go elsewhere. So it, it's always a weird situation there. Um, general managers don't have the people just think you know if you're the GM, you scout players, you uh, consult with your scouting department, you you hand out contracts, you uh, work with the rest of your front office, and you put everything together. No, I mean it's it's a difficult job, man. But it is weird seeing the Chiefs sign the players they sign and then try to restructure everything. And by the way, I've been saying this for quite some time. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I think Colin Cowherd said this on his show. He said Patrick Mahomes is going to have the biggest cap hit for 2024. I've said this for a long time now. I've said this for several weeks. Even if you are the best quarterback in the NFL, you have two MVPs, two Super Bowls, man, you're giving him way too much money to the point where it's like, are you able to realistically get other things done? Um, I mean, Tom Brady, even uh, uh, Scott Pioli said this. Obviously, obviously, Scott Pioli was the former GM of the Chiefs. Um, he said that even before Brady met Giselle and, and everyone knows Giselle, she has a lot of money of her own. Her net worth is more than Tom Brady's Brady apparently made a comment to the Patriots front office and said, listen, if I can't survive on $10 million a year, what am I doing? And you know, $10 million a year for a quarterback today, that's low, but surely you can live a great life with that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and his wife are making a shit ton of money. Unless it's their money, it's not my business. But as fans, you want to see the team be good from top to bottom. So if you're not getting, if you're not able to sign the players you want to sign, then, you know, what's going to happen there? I don't know. I don't know. By the way, I'm way behind on the comments. I'm still, I'm, I'm like almost, um, almost like 40, 45 minutes behind here. So I'll try, I know I said I'll read a couple more. I'll try to read a few more here. Um, Pete says Kelsey needs to go ahead and marry Taylor and retire. That's one solution. Um, Larry says Tony is a waste of space. Eric Bienemy was the key, Joe says. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to think that. Um Quite honestly, I think, you know, I know things are not working out at all in Washington, and you might see the entire coaching staff get wiped. Man, if Eric Bieniemy does not get a head coaching job this year, if you're Andy Reid, you do whatever you need to do to bring him back. Sweeten the pot. Give him, the give him, give him a lot of money, man. Because I'm starting to think, yeah, he really is a big part of 
this team's success from the past five years. Obviously not including this year. Any given Sunday or Monday or Christmas. Yes, any any given Christmas. Uh, let's see here. Brian says it would be a shame to have a team that could run block and pass block. It'd be nice to have a team that could throw the ball over 10 yards and have a receiver open. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read all of this, but I get the I get the point here, Brian. I mean, the, the offense just has not been operating well. That's um, that just hasn't been good. Dallas and Casey have a lot in common. I don't know about that. I think, I mean, Dallas has a legit, I know Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have not played well recently, but um, I mean, I do think that Prescott is a top five MVP candidate right now. If I had to give you my order, I'd say Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy in that order. Number three, I would still put Dak Prescott, maybe Tyree Kill ahead of him. And then number five, I, I'd put either Tua or uh, or Lamar Jackson. So, Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore is getting the one seed. Unless um unless they just lose out. Uh the only team that has a chance at the one seed right now would be Miami. They're they're the only ones that can challenge the Ravens for a one seed. Robert says embarrassing loss. This team is done. If they haven't quote figured it out this late in the season, it just isn't happening. Yeah. You know, I, I'm curious to know what Travis Kelsey's gonna say on his podcast. I know he sounded like a broken record and you know, he said that, you know, we care about the fans, although MVS gave a completely different vibe. Um, I don't know. Vicky says always hand off to Pacheco. Well, they did. And it just it just didn't work out today for the Chiefs on offense. Um, it was not a good day at all. Mahomes ran 10 times for 53 yards. I, I'm going to have to look that up to see if that's a personal record for 10 times. Pacheco ran 11 times for 2.4 yards on average. I mean, they gave it to him, Vicky, uh, before that injury, and they just could not get anything going. <sighs> yeah. This is uh, this is definitely uh, a tough one to take in. I mean, it's a division rival. You had a chance to lock up the AFC West, and uh, they just they just didn't do it. They they just didn't do it. Frequent bad snaps too. I would have to go back and look at that. Yeah, I'm skipping over a lot of fire Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy needs to go comments because, you know. Yeah, Michael, 100%, man. Those seven seconds right there. Seven seconds out of 60 minutes of football. That is that. Those seven seconds were the difference. 100%. Um, you know, I, I think there were other issues today. I, th I still think this was a much winnable football game, but um, the Chiefs just did not step up. They just didn't step up. And they had opportunities to win. It's not, it's not like it's not like this game was completely out of reach, but you know, you miss a field goal, you have all these things. Um I don't know, man. It's just frustrating at this point. 14 teams go to the playoffs. It is a playoff team. It might not be an AFC championship team right now. No. Not the case. Um, and I think um, even the, I know a lot of people have been comparing this to some of the teams Brady's had in New England and in his first year with Tampa Bay, saying that, you know, there were times where the Patriots struggled immensely and still found a way to win. Um, I would have to look up the numbers, but this the Chiefs, the whole drop situation, they're at a rate where they're dropping almost as many passes as the 0-16 Cleveland Browns, okay? You're getting compared to a winless team. That's how bad it's been on offense. Here's my thing. You, you fix you fix the um you fix the coaching staff. And I, I don't know if Andy Reid will do it. I'm not holding my breath on that. But if they have better receivers, I, I'm gonna feel a lot better for for, for the future. That's that's what I'm hoping on. Uh, Bob suggested benching moms. I I'll be honest, I did not notice that. I did not notice that. Uh, yeah, you're free to cuss if you want to come in. I mean, if you cuss up a storm and say certain things, yeah, you'll definitely get kicked out. Uh, you guys know me. I'm I'm all uh, I'm all for people saying whatever. I don't I don't ever tell people what to say or not say. But anything out of line, you'll get kicked off. Uh, this offseason should be devoted to the offense, like last season was devoted to the defense. That includes going after Eric Bieniemy. If he's available, yeah, that's that's what I was saying. 
You much rather see this in the season than the postseason. Yeah, Isaiah, I, no, I agree. But do you do you anticipate any changes in the off uh, in the postseason? I I don't. Uh, I really don't. Lamore, I I hope I said your your name right. Um, do you think Brett Veach is doing his job? I do. Look, you've been to three Super Bowls in four years, and you've won two in that span. Um, you don't get there on accident. You don't get there with a bad general manager. Uh, Brett Veach revamped that. And we saw Super Bowl Fifty Five. What happened? What did Brett Veach do? He revamped that entire offensive line. So you know. He's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta do better with the wide receivers. I don't disagree with that. Um, a lot of people, and I listen to local radio here in town. People call in and they're like, "Well, Brett Veach has got to go. He can't draft a wide receiver." Okay, but he's been able to draft some good offensive linemen, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Trey Smith was a sixth round pick. He found Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. He found Jalen Watson in the seventh round. Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis have been hits in the first round. Um, I know FAU has not been playing much this year. So looking right now in the future, I think we could look back and say FAU is a good player right now. It doesn't mean much because the chiefs have issues on offense and that pick could have been used on, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, hundred percent. Uh, but Rishi Rice in the second round this year, uh, Wanya Morris, small sample size, but uh, you know, even with a bad game today, I still think he's been a very good player overall this season. Um, okay. See, see, this is what I was afraid of. John says, give up the damn state farm commercials and get your head in the game. (sighs) I I knew this was coming. This, this happened in 2021 when the chiefs got off to that weird start guys, they filmed those in the off season, man. I I think some people like say that I I get it. Like you're watching the game. You're frustrated with how things are going. And then you see the state farm commercial or Bud Light or Pfizer. Um, uh, they film those in the audience. It's not like they're filming them live in the locker room or on the field or anything like that. Yeah, CEH, I mean, you're out of options right now. Isaiah Pacheco, you know, you can't ever rush a player with a concussion, though we do see that. We do see teams do that. Jarek McKinnon's gone from some, for quite some time, but, you know, um, you got you to gotta be better than that. And, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yeah, he's he's been good. Um, he, he's been trying. It's not on him, but he's made some effort, man. The last two weeks, I love the uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire I'm seeing the last two weeks, especially in the passing game. He threw his helmet, and he was clearly too mad to safely go back out. Yo, Andy Reid definitely had something to say about that. Andy Reid 100% had something to say about that. You can see Patrick second-guessing on his passes due to lack of trust. Uh, the Chiefs social media team put out a um, put out a tweet before the game started, and it's him trying to rally his his offense and he was saying you know start strong finish fast trust each other you know that kind of thing man it's um it's just bad it's just frustrating to see that they're not um they're not getting things together carl off yeah the sack leader right now jason uh by the way i'm seeing all the merry christmas comments uh throughout this uh, live stream so i appreciate it guys merry christmas to all of you appreciate you guys making this part of your day on christmas you guys always have something better to do than to listen to me so uh much love to you guys uh all year long uh appreciate you guys supporting the the page the social media the podcast all of that you guys are awesome eddie says have the christian okoye reunion tour i don't know what that means yeah, CEH is small, but, you know, I, I mean, look, considering the lack of effort you've seen from a lot of offensive guys this year, CEH has been one of the more aggressive guys, I guess. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, he's been one of the more, uh, one of the players that actually looks like he gives a damn. And this is a guy that we've been criticizing for a long time, me included. This game was a microcosm of the season, like every, I, I would say that about, Isaiah Pacheco falling on that bench. That, that That's how bad it was. The Raiders touchdowns were the Chiefs mistake. Did the Raiders score any touchdowns of their own? No, they didn't. Um, the offense 100% definitely. Um, they uh, they gifted uh, the Raiders those two touchdowns in seven seconds. That's the thing, man. Like I'm, I was saying earlier, 60 minutes of football, a lot happens. But uh, And I'm not for blaming like 
one set of events or one player, one play. But in this game, those seven seconds, that, that made the difference in the game. That's how crazy it was. That's how bad it was. Why call a trick play in the shadow of the other team's ends? That's a hundred. That's a really good point, David. I don't know that's um, again, you know, I, I've said this for years, like trick plays are so hard to talk about and criticize because when they work, everyone's excited, right? Everyone's happy about it. And opposing teams, uh, whenever they get beat on a trick play, they get frustrated with that kind of thing. And then uh, when it fails and fails, it failed terribly today. Um, everyone has a lot to say. Everyone's got a lot to say. All right, guys, I am going to get out of here. Merry Christmas once again to all of you. Chiefs lost, but hey, it's not the end of the world. It's still Christmas. Still uh, still happy thoughts. Still happy thoughts. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Facebook.com slash Farzim Vesugian at Farzim21 on Twitter. Farzim Vesugian on Instagram and TikTok. At the Chief Zone on YouTube. Big thanks to you guys, as always, for making this podcast part of your day. For those of you listening to the archive version, thank you to you guys as well. My name is Farzi Vasugian. Once again, I am out of here. Chiefs lost, but we will do another podcast later this week. We'll do multiple actually this week. So stay tuned for that. I will talk to you guys later. Take care. <laughs>